0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon. We've had a full bank of calls all show long. And I'm loving it, and I really do appreciate it. We normally have Joe Wiz join us now. I pushed him back just about 10 minutes because I want to try to get as many calls in as we can. I'm with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Then, of course, back bright and early tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. with Fantasy Forecast, and at 8 a.m. New York Game Day with me, Amani Toomer, and Mike Tannenbaum getting you ready for the Giants' Arizona Cardinals game, and of course the Jets and Dallas. I Here's the thing, guys. I hate when both the Giants and the Jets play at the same time. They're both kicking off at around 4.15 tomorrow. I can't stand that. Don't you? Yeah,
2: it's not ideal. I would love to flip-flop back and forth the 1 o'clock to the 4 o'clock window or even 1 in prime time or whatever. It's just, it's unfortunate to have to click back and forth, but hey, that's what the Sunday ticket's for, you know?
1: Yeah. I, well, I, I'm fortunate. I, I don't have to I don't know why I'm complaining. I, I've got, I, I have three TVs going on Sunday. So I, one will be, so, so at, at four o'clock I'll have like one will be red zone. And then I'll have one, probably my main screen will be jets, Cowboys. And then my side screen will be wow, I, giants, Cardinals. Wow. The giants the, getting
2: the side screen today.
1: I, you don't, you don't, you don't jets. I think jets, Cowboys is probably the, the best four o'clock, game on the slate no uh, agree or disagree no I just no agree. when
2: giants cardinals play you throw the record books out the window maybe oh, for stop. Have you oh, the great battles well actually had.
1: i stand i stand corrected the giants and cardinals start at four o'clock the jets and cowboys start at four thirty. here are your here are your other four o'clock games um the 49ers and the rams uh commanders and broncos yeah so no um, t- to me, out of all four games, probably Jets Cowboys to me is gonna be the most entertaining. Those two defenses going off on one another. Um, and then the Sunday night game, Dolphins and Patriots. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. And then don't forget on Monday, we've got two, it's a double header on Monday, Saints and Panthers, and then it and that that's at 7 15, and then at 8 15, you've got Cleveland and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So two games on Monday night, just FYI. So, uh, all right, let's continue with your calls again. Uh, we just pushed Joe Wiz back just about 15 minutes. I apologize for those who were looking forward to his picks and plays. He's going to be joining us momentarily. Uh, let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, welcome in.
3: Anita, I called because I'm starting to yell and scream about giving Zach oh, a geez. chance. But, you know, thinking right. it over, you convinced me. I want you as my consultant, call Douglas. I think that's a great idea. I think, one, it's possible. You know, it's all I've looked at his contracts over this year. It's, it's a perfect – they're 0-2, perfect. they lose to the Chargers right at the deadline, perfect fit. The only thing is that Sal is going to have to answer questions about, oh, I thought he was your man. I thought he was your man. He has to go back on it. But here's my question, okay? Can he come in here in whatever, and then three games against Chiefs, Um, the Eagles and I don't know the, and the Broncos can cousins come in here without like too much practice and win two out of those three games. That's number one, because I know you like cousins and number two, you got to give them these two games. And if Zach does look impressive, just like Mac Jones looked and you you can hear it in your voice. I know you love him, but he loses the game and somehow you come out with a positive on Mac. Can Zach do the same thing for you? Can he actually look good enough where you could just say, you know what? I think they could do it with uh with Zach Wilson. All right, thanks Anita. I love it. I love your call. I love you taking my calls. Thanks.
1: Yeah, as always. Um, I I just I, I want to see something here. Hold on one second. Um. So, um, so Mac Jones against the Philadelphia Eagles passed for, he was 35 of 54 for 316 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, and his, it had the most completions of 35, 35 complete, most completions of any quarterback in week one against a Philadelphia Eagles team. This wasn't the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. This was the Philadelphia Eagles. So was not the, the Raiders, It's the Philadelphia Eagles. 35 completions, over 300 yards, three touchdowns. I, guys, I'll tell you if the guy wet the bed. He didn't wet the bed. And and and, and the, the Patriots were in it to, to potentially win. I forgot what wide receiver it was. If he would have gotten his second foot down, God knows what would have happened. And keep in mind, this is an Eagles team. They, they made four field goals of 48 yards or more, which, by the way, their field goal kicker, Elliott, is the first two, he, he, he nailed a 61 yard field goal against the Minnesota Vikings. And he hit four field goals against the Patriots from 48 yards or more. That's why the Eagles won. (laughs) That's why the Eagles won, man. Let's go to Cameron in New Jersey. Cameron, you're up.
2: Hey, what's going on? How are you? Great. Hey, look. Listen, I want to make a point um, regarding the Jets losing out on uh, Rodgers. Um, so, you know, initially I called before and I said that the biggest mistake they did was not signing Carr. They could have signed Carr for that four-year extension that, you know, he signed in New Orleans. Um, and he—it's a friendly contract for a quarterback, you know, who was fairly average. So given that the fact that they have the stout defense that the Jets have right now, probably top five, you know, uh, since last last season, and you know, adding more weapons this season, um, a very young nucleus of weapons that he has in Wilson, as well as um, you know, uh, Brees Hall, all these players, I think he could have thrived with Nathaniel Hackett's system. Considering the fact that this guy has had so many coordinators in his entire nine-year career, he picks up the playbook fairly quickly. I'm sure he would have done very well with with the Jets uh, for this season. Um, I just think that that's something that the Jets should have um, pers- uh, pursued. They should have pers- uh, pursued him because I think that that would have been a better option. You know, yeah, yeah, Rodgers is a better quarterback, but you know, how many years could he possibly give you? You know, now he's out for the season. He comes back, plays for one more year, and then what? You know, we know that Zach Wilson wasn't that great of a quarterback, and you know, maybe he proves everyone wrong this season, but we don't know that. But I just think they completely fumbled the opportunity to get Carr. And I know listening to Carr in a couple of podcasts, he this was one of the prime destinations that he wanted to come to was uh, New York, not New Orleans. And then, you know, um, New Orleans gave him pretty much the same offer that the Jets could have given them. But let me know yeah, what I mean,
1: Cameron, a, a few things, a few things. Number one, I totally agree what you said. And thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Let's rewind. Bill Barnwell came out with a column a few months ago saying that the Jets should have signed Derek Carr. Why? Would have been more affordable, wouldn't have had to give up as much for Derek Carr, younger, more doable, durable, probably would not have gotten hurt. Are, are we, are, let me ask you, Joe and Harvey, are we in agreement here that if you feel if Derek Carr was quarterbacking this team, knowing how good this team is offensive and, and defensively, that e- e- that the Jets would still be in the conversation to win a Super Bowl? I say yes.
2: Not a Super Bowl, but definitely a playoff team. Yeah, no. Nah. Super Bowl, no. Division, yes, but Super Bowl, no.
1: Okay, that's fair. We can agree to disagree. I, I still think they'd be in the conversation uh, in regard to uh, – to. I I guess maybe I just have more faith in Derek Carr than most people. Um, so, I-, I mean, listen, again, it, th- th- what a shoulda, coulda a- – a- Looking back and, and, and you know, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this topic. I just wanted to bring the caller on. He was holding on for, for quite a while. And I just want to remind folks, that was a column that Bill Barnwell put out a few months ago, and he got land blasted. I mean, he just got destroyed for even, um, you know, throwing out that notion that the Jets would have been in a better situation uh, if they would have signed uh, Derek Carr, who was a lot younger. A lot more affordable, wouldn't have to give up as much, and would have more money to go out and spend and go out and get other things, like maybe an upgrade at the offensive line. Who knows? Um, But here we are. Neither here nor there.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: That music only means one thing. Joe Is is joining us now. He's got his own gambling show here on 98.7 ESPN. Joe, welcome in. Good afternoon. How you doing?
5: Hey, Anita. Thanks for having me back on. I'm looking forward to making some money for people. A lot of action happening all over the place. here. It's the middle of September already. And uh, hopefully uh, we can make some money for people.
1: Yeah, let's do it. As always, I like to tell folks uh, it's always good heading into uh, Sunday in the green. So now you're, you'll, you'll be playing with house money. There's no denying that. Uh, let's start with some college football. Tennessee going up against Florida. Seven o'clock is kickoff. Tennessee is favored by five and a half. The under is 56 and a half. What's your play in this matchup?
5: Yeah, and you, when you take a look at this game, on paper it would look like a mismatch with the Tennessee Volunteers, but uh, the Gators own this series. They've won 16 of 18 in this series, and they're 14 and 4 against the spread. Um, there's only one way to go in this game here, and that is to play the home dog. I took Florida plus 7, and I know people can get the alternative lines out there at certain sports books. But Florida's at five and a half right now. But shop around, look for good value, at least grab six on the line. We saw what happened on Thursday night with the Vikings and Eagles. That's crazy spread. But uh, we took the uh, we took the dog here. Florida Gators, think he's going to go right down to the wire. Possible upset. Uh,
1: at 7.30, you've got Pittsburgh going up against West Virginia. Ooh, too close for comfort. West Virginia favored by two and a half. The over-under is 47 and a half. Who are you rolling with here?
5: Yeah, when we take a look at it, this is the backyard brawl. I mean, these two teams have met 106 times, but it's only the first time in these. They've met since 2011. Last year, they met 38 31. Pittsburgh won. Uh, it's, this is a game here where I feel the wrong team's favorite here. Pittsburgh has dominated the series, um, and I think that they're going to win today. Uh, they're getting two and a half. Um, I took it up to three just to be on the safe side. I'm always, even though sometimes I say, hey, I think a team's going to win outright, I'm still taking the points as insurance. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, they meet. West Virginia last year, 38-31. Uh, they were seven-and-a-half point favorites, but uh, they are BC quarterback Phil Urjurkovic, and he hasn't played that well. Last week he had three touchdown passes, but he was only 10 of 32. I think he's the difference in the game here if he plays well. Um, I'm going with Pittsburgh in the backyard brawl. I'm taking the three, but I'm expecting the Panthers to win the game outright.
1: I've got two uh, college games coming your way at 3:30. Uh, One is UNC. I'm going to lay the six and a half against Minnesota. I love Drake May. I I think he's tremendous. I think he's better than Caleb Williams. Just my two cents. Uh, Their offense is pretty explosive. Minnesota, their offense has been struggling. uh, Ranked 119th in yards per play. UNC's defense better than the two opponents that Minnesota has played earlier this season, Nebraska and Eastern Michigan. So I'm going to lay the six and a half with UNC. Also, give me Western Michigan. Plus 28 and a half against Iowa. I think this could be a trap game for Iowa since Penn State is right around the corner. Their offense is pretty anemic. If the Broncos could just score three, seven points, they're going to cover. Iowa has scored 33, if not less points in 24 straight games. I think this is, these are this too, much, too many points. Too many points for the Broncos. So Western Michigan plus plus twenty eight and a half, and a half. UNC minus six and a half. Those are my two plays. They kick off at 3.30 this afternoon. Any of those tickle your fancy.
5: Well, I, I do agree with the Iowa game. Laying a lot of points on Iowa could be a, a risky proposition here because their offense stinks plain and simple. Uh, on the other hand, you also look at the uh, look ahead to uh, Penn State next week. On the other hand, with the Minnesota game, I lean a little bit towards the Golden Gophers here. I just don't know how North Carolina, you know, they had that double overtime win against Appalachian State. There. Appalachian State was getting 19-and-a-half in that game. So I am see some, you know, smart money coming out on a dog in that game. But, um, you know, that one I, wouldn't, I really don't have a play. Young. If I was going to do, I, I would play the dog. One game that I do like a little bit of Anita, I talked about it um, on the show, and I also uh, gave it out on Twitter. Joe with sports, uh, you know, obscure games that sometimes people don't pay attention to, and I put it on Twitter. Uh, I talked about the uh, Spartans of. San Jose State, uh, Spartans, uh, when they play, I mean, they all three games this year have gone over the total. They're taking on uh, Toledo. Toledo, both games have gone over. They scored 71 points in their last game. And the total's at 56. Um, I like the over in this game here, over between San Jose State and Toledo. It's a non-conference game, uh, and uh, both teams don't have a defense. So I'm expecting a lot of points to be scored here. And uh, sometimes, you know, if you're not sure about a game, I always tell people to look at a total because especially everyone likes playing over so when you have an over and it's over at halftime it's uh it's a relaxing enjoyable game
1: i hear you let's turn our attention to some nfl and let's keep it in our own backyard well kind of because the giants they're actually flying to arizona today taking on the arizona cardinals tomorrow uh they are a road favorite favored by four the over under 39 and a half. what's your play with big blue
5: Well, I'm going to tell you one thing, Anita. If the Giants do not win this game, their season is over, plain and simple, because they have a very short week. They go up, they're playing in Santa Clara against the 49ers on Thursday. So this is an absolute must-win situation even though it's only week two. Throw out week one. I mean, the Giants were not that bad. Just anything could go wrong has gone wrong. All that that being said, Giants have not had tremendous success playing in Arizona. I'm not crazy about laying even four points. I'm just not sure what to expect with the Giants um, and how they're going to recover from this Dallas game here. I might be more inclined to play the total. The total in this game is at 40, um, and um, 39.5 and 40, I see. I'd rather take a shot with the total, play under 40. Um, I think there's going to be a low-scoring game here, and uh, you know, some people think the Giants are going to go into Arizona and win easily. I don't think so. The line indicates uh, the line opened 5.5. It's down to 4 right now.
1: Uh, you've got Detroit going up against Seattle, uh, Detroit a road dog at plus four and a half. Uh, I should say Seattle a road dog at plus four and a half. Um, I think this is a, a real knee-jerk reaction to what we saw in week one. Uh, the over-under is 47 and a half. Is, is, this, uh, is this where the Lions roll in the Motor, motor City? What, what do you see happening here?
5: Yeah, you know, when you take a look at it, the Lions have had a lot of time to prepare for this game. And you're right. Last time we see them play was on that Thursday night stunner when they knocked off the Kansas City in Arrowhead. Jared Goff hasn't thrown an interception in. Three hundred and fifty-nine straight attempts, um, which is a pretty impressive year. Uh, I'm not crazy about laying points with the lines. I usually like playing the lines when they're a dog. Here to add at, at home, it's a short. They're playing. Uh, you know, they're playing. They're not a big favorite. But Seattle lost at home. They didn't play well. I think Pete Carroll's going to have his team focused here. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with the Seahawks here. I'm grabbing the four and a half. That's what the line is. Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm expecting a high-scoring affair as well. In I think both teams. Is going to go back and up and down the field but my official play in this game is the seahawks plus the four and a half over detroit
1: last but not least we don't have one but two monday night games at seven fifteen. we got the saints taking on the carolina panthers and at 8:15, we have the Cleveland Browns going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, I think a knee-jerk reaction here uh, to what happened in Week One, where the Steelers got their butts handed to them by the 49ers. Now they're a home dog yet again at plus two and a half. The over/under is 38 and a half. I think the wrong team is favored here. What say you?
5: Yeah, when you take a look at it, I'm kind of curious to see which game turns out to be more interesting as the night progresses. It's great that we have two games. The Saints and Carolina start at 7-15, and either and then Cleveland knows at uh, 8-15. Uh, as you mentioned, Cleveland's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Last time they had Cleveland. that line moved all the way down. They became a one-point favorite. It was obvious that Joe Burrow just wasn't prepared for that game. Uh, and I know you and I had talked about that a month ago. We had given out Cleveland back in preseason. You and I talked about with Joe Burrow coming back the first week that we were on Cleveland and uh, in hindsight you go back a month and we were on it and we got the win there but yeah I agree with you here Neither Cleveland has lost 19 straight regular season games in Pittsburgh let's face it Pittsburgh just you know whatever they did Kenny Pickett just did not play well 49ers came out and uh, obviously 49ers are one of the teams to beat if not the favorite, to get to the Super Bowl um, so I think that the Steelers are getting the two and a half um, I agree here I think the wrong team's favorite. I'd taken Pittsburgh plus three but I'm expecting the Steelers To win the game outright on Monday night, Pittsburgh plus three and the money line.
1: Great stuff, Joe Wiz. Why don't you let the folks know all the shows that you have here on 98.7 ESPN, where and how they can listen to you?
5: Thanks, Nita. I'm on. Friday nights at midnight, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., and tomorrow morning I'll be on at 6 a.m. I talk about every single NFL game uh, on the board. We touch base about a little bit of baseball and talk about soccer. You know, I was talking to Harvey off the air when we were getting ready to talk to you. NYCFC is taking on the Red Bulls here. He likes the under, and so do I. Under two and a half uh, between the Red Bulls and NYCFC that goes at 3.30. No Messi tonight in soccer as well. They're playing Miami. Another total, high total, three and a half go under the total. Just one of those fill in some extra there for some some of the big uh, soccer fans out there, including Harvey.
1: I hear you. Uh, Joe, thank you so much. Uh, good luck later on today and, of course, uh, all day tomorrow, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, before we take a break, I want to go back to the calls. Uh, let, let's go to Ox in in Montville, who's calling in, wanting to talk about Zach Wilson, because uh, we're going to hear yet again from uh, Dan Graziano. Uh, coming your way in the next segment. Um, Ox, I, I want to get your thoughts on Zach Wilson.
6: Yeah, listen, I think you're great. I love your show. I really think you got fantasy hooked up there really well. But I do think you got a little bit of fantasy thinking that the Jets' injury on Monday night, that they could have Kirk Cousins or anybody else sitting here on Wednesday get ready
1: I didn't, a, a I didn't no, I I know, didn't, say, that, I didn't say
6: that. I didn't. I didn't say that I didn't say that.
1: I didn't say that they'd have somebody ready to take on the Dallas Cowboys. What no, I'm saying is that saying this, is, this is this is a really really good team on both the offense and defensive side of the ball to just blatantly come out and say this is Zach Wilson's team. He, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. Robert Sala whoa, did whoa, not come out and what? say wait a minute Ox, wait a minute, don't go anywhere I'm not going to hang up on you, i want to have this conversation but don't put words in my mouth Robert Sala did not come out and say we're going to see how, how Zach Wilson goes, how this goes this week against Dallas, let's give this young man a chance and then we'll make a decision, that's not what Robert Sala said, he said this is Zach Wilson's team moving forward, Ox that's what he said
6: I, I, I know but What coach could come out and say, hey, I got this kid here, second-round pick, that we're trying to groom? First of all, he is a different player. He's learned more in the last six months than he did in the first two years. The Jets did him no favor, although Greg Knapp's uh, getting killed accidentally certainly hurt the whole development. They did him wrong by starting him week one the first season he was not mature enough he had no clue they did him wrong there and and i and i think what coach could actually come out and say that i mean he might he might have to eat his words but i think Listen, I, I, I love the Kirk Cousins idea, but I think that would have to be, if we're one and four in, in week five, you still got plenty of games. You don't have to be 13 and four to win to make the playoffs. You can take them later on. You got to give this kid a chance and you got to make him believe. And I do think they do believe in him. I think that we'll give up that belief in a hurry if he falls on his face, but he does not have to be Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers. He has to be a, a top... 18-20 to 20 quarterback with a great run, with, with a run-first kind of thing. And I'm telling you, you better take the Jets, getting the points this week, and don't be surprised if we punch Dallas right in the face and we go down there and we stuff it down their throat and we have a chance to win this game. Our defense is that good and our offense is that solid that he just doesn't have to lose the game for us. And that's a big difference. He went into this game on Monday night never expecting to play. Not one minute of practice time, not one play of time, not an offense design around him, and he played well enough not to lose the game. Listen, I, I was at the game. I, at 13-3, I thought it was going to be 30-3. And he came out, made some really good throws when he needed to, only coughed it up once while trying to push it a little bit too far. But this kid's got some moxie, and I think he's learned a ton. Over the last six months. Now, listen, I was hoping it was going to be a whole year and a half before he had to go out there and, and give this kid's talent a chance. And he may not be, he may not be anybody. But there's no way you could go out there and pursue another quarterback, even out there. I mean, I'm sure they were, but undercover, trying to get somebody else to cover this kid. He has to be 100% our guy for the next two or three weeks. And if he, you know, if we get blown out, which we will not, and he throws three interceptions in Dallas. And we get beat by the Patriots next week. I'll agree with every. You know, here's word you here's say the thing. Here's
1: think. the thing, Ox. And Ox, I appreciate the phone call. I understand your passion. I understand your love for your team. I understand you wanting to believe in Zach Wilson. He's not going to throw three picks. You know why? He's not going to throw the ball more than twenty times. You know why? Because this organization doesn't trust him to throw the ball. He, there's not going to be three picks. <laughs> He's not going to throw the ball enough to have three. He's probably not going to throw the ball further than ten yards. They are going to. And and here's another thing, Jets fans. Why why kid gloves? Why why do you want a quarterback that needs kid gloves? Oh, we don't want to hurt his feelings. Oh, we don't want we don't want to like mentally uh, you know screw him up. You know, I, I, I mean I, we're grown men. Say it how it is. Not oh yeah. This this is this is Zach's team now moving forward. Oh, we, we don't want to hurt his feelings. We don't want him to think that we don't believe in him. What has he done? What has he proven to you? I I don't I don't get it. I don't get the kid gloves. I don't. And I think we'll see a lot of that against the Dallas Cowboys. I think Nathaniel Hackett and 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 this game plan—they're going to be absolutely terrified for Zach Wilson to throw the ball. Terrified. That's not going to win you anything. Yeah, will the Jets keep it close because of this defense? You know what, Ox, I think you're right. So if I was to play this, which I'm not, yeah, I, I think the side is the Jets plus nine and a half. But that's because of how good this Jets defense is. And I'm not a big believer in Dak Prescott. So there's that.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Let's go back to your calls. Let's go to Tony in the Bronx. Tony, you're up. Tony, you there? Okay. Uh, Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard.
4: Anita, we haven't talked about the biggest game of college or pro football this weekend.
1: Are you talking about Colorado, or Colorado State? That's right. That's must-see
4: TV tonight, 10 o'clock ESPN. Are you kidding? They've got a two-way ball player. They've got a, 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 the son of the coach, and the coach has been so great in the NFL and in college – This is fantastic TV. This is an event tonight. I love it. I love Dion. I love his son. And I love that kid that goes two ways, Hunter. This is great, great, great stuff going on. So that's going to be great watching. And, uh, you know, the most famous Rosh Hashanah in New York sports history was 45 years ago, October 2nd, 1978. Do you know what happened on that day? I, I Dent hit the home run against the Red Sox Monday afternoon. I was off go. from school for the first time ever in New York City and for the Jewish holiday. I remember that's how I remember that. Uh, as far as uh, Zach Wilson. You can't blame the Jets and the coach for sticking up. for the, What else would you do? He just won a game for you and say, well, he's still got to prove it to us. No, no. They've got to stand 100%. You and I can say we don't believe in him. The callers can. Talk show hosts can say whatever we want. Our jobs aren't on the line. We've got to build this kid up. That's all they can do, and I love the way they handled it. The kid came in. And uh, he's won the game for us, so let's just hope the best. But, yeah, I'm skeptical. And in this day and age in pro football, you can't win without a star quarterback. That's what the NFL wants. They want scoring. They want the quarterback to throw two, three touchdowns a game. That's what it is. This isn't like 30, 40 years ago. You're not going to see Jim Brown or, uh, or Gail Sears come into the league. Those kind of players are not. They're frowned upon. They don't want to pay running backs. It's not a running back league. It's a quarterback-driven league, high scoring, and this is not Zach Wilson's kind of game, of course we know. So that's why we're so skeptical. It's not his fault. The kid was thrown in there. Let's stand behind him, and let's see if he can do something. But you, right, I'm like you. I'm skeptical, and but I, we have to stick behind him.
1: I appreciate the call, Richard. Thank you. Uh, we come back. We'll finish the show, the show strong with your calls. Tony, John, Jay, hang tight.
0: poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely listening to anita marks on 98.7 espn
1: happy saturday to everybody out there uh, on 98.7 ESPN with you for another four minutes here on 98.7 ESPN and then back bright and early tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. with Fantasy Forecast, getting you ready for week two of your fantasy football matchups, uh, hopefully helping you win each and every week. And then um, and then Amani Toomer will join me at 8 a.m. for New York Game Day and then Mike Tannenbaum will join, will join us from 9 until 11 a.m. getting you ready for week two. Is the Giants get ready to take on the Arizona Cardinals, a must-win game for them. No denying that, considering that uh, week three, they're going up against the 49ers in San Francisco on a short work week. <sighs> Man. And, uh, and, of course, uh, really interesting game. The Jets getting ready to take on the Dallas Cowboys with Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback. 800 919 Let's go to Tony in the Bronx. Tony, welcome in.
6: Hi, Anita. How are you doing today?
1: Okay, got to make it quick. We only have three minutes. So uh, right, Anita, what, what's your
6: – your... I know, Anita, here's a situation. Yeah, I, lo- I love you very much, But how can you say the Jets can get to the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, at quarterback, when he lost a playoff game to a, to a quarterback who the national media still doesn't respect, and Daniel Jones, of all people. Daniel Jones, of all people. How can you say that?
1: Um, because I, I think that Kirk Cousins is one of the most um, underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, and you put him on this roster with that team. Yeah, I I think I think he's your best option of getting at least to the postseason, let alone winning a game or two in the postseason, giving you your best shot to get to the Super Bowl. Okay? Um, let's go to John in Connecticut. John, welcome in. Got to make it quick.
6: Hi, Anita. You there? Hi. Oh, hi, Anita. Yeah, real quick. I find Mets fans and Jets fans very much alike in their delusion. I actually heard a guy on the radio this morning say that they had the next Jimmy Brown, Jim Brown at running back. I'm like, first the narrative was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers for mayor, Aaron Rodgers for president, Aaron Rodgers on new dot. He gets hurt. And now the Jets fans are like, ah, no biggie. We got this. because Our defense is so good our special teams are so good we can win 11 games with Zach wilson and they reject any thought of bringing in a veteran i agree with you by the way um i think Kirk cousins is a good fit and he didn't yeah, i think her i way. think
1: Kirk cousins would be a great fit uh but you know is that wishful thinking is that a pipe dream uh really quick let's go to jay in westchester jay welcome in
3: hey anita how's it going I don't understand what these talk show hosts, even the Jets coaching staff. What is it that they're seeing that makes them believe that Zach could be this quarterback? He did nothing last year. He did nothing in preseason, and the game that he went in, he threw two passes over twenty yards. So what is it going to what, what is it going to take for them to wake up?
1: You know, again, and, and Jay, thanks for the phone call. You know, when when an organization picks a quarterback as high up as the Jets did. You know, it's 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 really really hard to say I made a mistake. It really is. And and you know, and you want to um you want to what is it? turn every stone, what whatever that phrase is. You you want to you I understand the organization wanting to give this young man every opportunity um to to prove or change or develop into the quarterback that they thought he would be able to be. Um, And, and so I I think that's, you know, it's, it's a big part of this. It's a big part of it. And we'll see. Right. Um, I, I think again, if, if you're just tuning in news today, Adam Schefter, was it Adam Schefter guys reporting? Who was reporting? Who had it first? It was it Rich Cimini. Uh, that Zerline is going to be inactive, so they bring in another kicker. That's going to help them, obviously, with special teams, what I think is going to be a a big part. Um, Hopefully, Becton and Brown will be good enough to help protect Zach Wilson. We'll dive into all this tomorrow. Again, just a reminder, bright and early, 7 a.m. fantasy forecast, 8 a.m. New York game day. I want to thank Harvey and Joe for producing the show, as always. We'll see you then, right here on 98.7 ESPN.